wrestle not against flesh and blood. Victory is a goal for every battle. Get set for an empowerment to conquer in the battles of life as you listen to Encounter with the Truth. Things of God. That is wisdom working in the deep things of God. What are these deep things of God? It is working in the word of God. Because the word of God is what contains the revelations that will cause a revolution in your life. So when you get to know the word and you walk in it, that is wisdom. So James said that we don't have to only hear the word only and deceive ourselves. But we need to be doers of the word. So as you hear the word of God and you walk in them, you put it into practice. That is wisdom. Psalm 119 verse 97 to 100. He said, Oh how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments have made me wiser than my enemies. For they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients. Because I keep thy precepts. Hallelujah. So from these passages that we learn. You will get to know that as you keep the word of God. And you meditate on it. That is what makes you wise. So a wise person is someone who does the word. It is not enough to know the word. But putting the word into practice. And as we learned last week. Today we want to continue. How do we walk in wisdom? How do we walk in wisdom? We walk in wisdom through a studious life. We walk in wisdom through a studious life. Reading and studying God's word enables us to rob our minds with the mind of the only wise God. It is not enough to read the word of God, but to study it. Studying goes beyond reading. You take it into consideration. You think about it. That is what we mean by studying. So studying, reading and studying the word of God. Thinking deeply about the word enables you. That is when you get the insight in the word. By studying the word of God, it brings about light. Light is the same as revelations. It's the same as insight. So if you are a Christian, and we have always said, if you are in this congregation and you don't study the word of God, the devil will kill you early. By the time you get trouble and you call pastor, you call somebody, by that time one of your teeth is gone. Hallelujah. So you need to study the word of God for yourself. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. Paul was encouraging the young pastor Timothy. 
that Timothy should give himself to studies. Please let's write these scriptures. 2 Timothy 2.15 1 Timothy 4 verse 13 to 15 2 Peter 3 15 then Daniel chapter 9 verse 2 2 Timothy 2 15 1 Timothy 4 verse 13 to 15 2 Peter 3 15 Daniel 9 2 so 1 Timothy 4 3 to 13 to 15 Paul was writing he said so like come give attendance to reading to exhortation to doctrine neglect not the gift that is in thee which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery meditate upon these things Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 2.15 He said, Steady to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So the studies of the word is not for only pastors. You are still in the situation you are in because you don't know what you have to do to come out of that situation. Now by the help of God, by the blood of the sprinkling, the book has been opened. John said that when uh, he went to heaven, he wept. Because there was no one worthy to open the book. But one of the angels came and told him, Weep not, for the blood, the lamb that was slain, he is worthy to open, take the book and open the seals thereof. Why? Because of the blood that he shed. So whatever situation of life that you are in, if you don't commit yourself to studies, and here you see that he mentioned various things. So he said, you give yourself to studies, to exaltations, to doctrines. So you read the Bible, you come to church, you listen to exaltations, you find books addressing your situation. Hallelujah. A couple of years ago, at that time we were in that school there, when we have a challenge, when we have our second child, we have a challenge. Pastor came to the house with three books. Walking in Dominion. I read two of them. Walking in Dominion and releasing the supernatural. As I took those books and I sat on it. Whatever problem you have, you have people to tell this is the witch, where uh, some witch is this. But I took the book. I took personal responsibility. Took those two books. I was reading them. One afternoon. As I read, in releasing the supernatural, I get to a point that Papa was saying that one way to release the supernatural is by the mystery of the anointing oil. And at that time, I went to our room. Ah, there was no oil. So I went to the kitchen, took cooking oil. Oil is oil. Anointed my stomach. You have to produce. You cannot abort your baby. 
you have to produce. God's word didn't say we should produce still bad children. Then I make a vow. I, as I was reading, I also got to a point. He said that your promises become stronger by attaching a vow to it. So he said that when you read Hannah, Hannah was maybe every year when you go to Shiloh, he was praying. But that particular Shiloh, he said, God, if you are going to give me a son, I will turn that son back to you. That was the vow. So I said, God, this year that we are entering, I think it was around November day, give me back the child I lost. Restore my girl for me. And as you give her to me, I will give her back to you as a thanksgiving offering. So anytime I mention her name, I am just remembering you that I am giving her back to you as a thanksgiving. So her name will be called Asida. That is why we call her Asida. Hallelujah. And as that vow was attached, nothing could stop it. When I got pregnant, some funny, funny things was happening. Hallelujah. One Sunday morning, we were coming to church. I went to the washroom. Then I saw blood. And when you are pregnant, they give us the pregnancy book. They say when you see blood, come to hospital. When you vomit, they have drawn some pictures. So one of the pictures is that when you vomit too much, come to the hospital. When you see blood, come to the hospital. So I was sitting on the toilet, ah, some sharp pain at my bottles. I checked blood. Then I ran to the hall. I said, Pastor. I took, <laughs> I took the toilet roll that I was holding. I, I took it to him. See, blood. He said, go and bath and let's hurry up and go. And that was it. Hallelujah. So if you don't take personal responsibility through the word, you will remain wherever you are. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 9 verse 2. In Daniel chapter 9 verse 1, Daniel said that he understood by books. That the time of the captivity of the children was of Israel was up. Because Jeremiah prophesied it in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 10. God told them that, let's turn there, Jeremiah 29 verse 10. God told Jeremiah that he should write to those in captivity. That they should build houses and dwell in. They should marry and give birth. Because they will spend 70 years in Babylon. He said... For thou sayest the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you, in causing you to return to this place. Hallelujah. So, when you read Daniel chapter 9, verse 2, as Daniel was also going through, studying the word, he said that in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he will accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. So as you find out things in the word of God and you walk in it, that is wisdom. So if you are in this church, you don't like reading. It's not enough reading, studying. Last year, one of the months, I was reading the book of Luke. And I came to Luke chapter 12 about the prodigal son. And I've been reading that scriptures over and over again. But as I was reading, he said the 
young boy asked his father of his portion and his father gave it to him and as I was sitting down thinking about it it just came to me that even if men their children ask them of things they will give it to them how much more your heavenly father I was so happy and I got to know that no if God is my father and I ask things according to his will he will always give it to me hallelujah so since then I don't worry myself about asking people for things and I was listening to Bishop Abioye he said now he have come to a point that actually thinks about the need the things respond by itself so if he needs a car he just have to think about it I need a car and the car will come so I also started thinking about the things I, I, I need because the scripture says that God will do everything that we ask even those things that we think about hallelujah so I've stopped worrying myself by this I just think about it and in my heart I think about it and before I realize the thing comes praise God so if you want to walk in wisdom you need to walk you need to be a person that studies the word not only the word you study God's word you listen to preachers you study books what does studying the word of God does for us I've already said it I said studying brings enlightenment enlightenment means revelation enlightenment means insight Paul was a man that studies things so as he studies he gets light enlightenment means light you get understanding into the things so why am I not having a breakthrough in my education you study God's word and the word of God tells you that by his word you have to be like Joseph like Daniel like the three Hebrew boys and as you study them if God could do it for them God can do it for me and that light will propel you to stand up and be wise hallelujah last year Shiloh a small girl came to give testimony she said you have five years plague small girl and Papa was saying did you hear that small girl she said that as he came the spirits of just men so she came to the convention because he knows that in God's house the spirit of just men minister to them so as Papa was preaching he said he there was something like hot water in her spine it passed through her spine and that five years affliction stopped that girl will be at most 10 years if you look at her but she knows the scriptures and by walking in those ones she gets her liberty this evening as you give yourself to a studious life God is setting you up in the name of Jesus Christ so we are saying that studying God's word brings revelation and it is this light this insight this revelation this enlightenment that will cause you to get the things you need so what does this light do for us as you get insight into the word of God it makes you to know what is truly yours 
Ask Daniel the Daniel chapter 9 verse 2. We have read it already. In Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 10. Daniel got to understand that the 70 years of their captivity was up. So they need to leave Babylon. So as he read what was them, it made him to understand that now we don't have to be here again. We have to go back. So he started praying. So having light through your studies makes you know what is truly yours. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. He said now God has translated us from the kingdom of darkness. He has taken us from the kingdom of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. The little core mathematics that I did. Anytime you are doing translation and enlargement, uh, that topic they call it what? Transformation. If it is a triangle, the triangle will increase in size. If it is a quadrilateral, whatever, it increases in size. So God has taken us by his light from the kingdom of darkness and he has taken us to light to increase us. Hallelujah. So by the light you get through studies, it makes you know what is truly yours. The problem with most of us is that we know what is ours. God died for us. To receive for us power, wealth, riches, glory, honor. We know it, but we are, a lot of Christians are not doing anything about it. But knowing it is not the wisdom. Putting what you know into practice is wisdom. Hallelujah. So as you get to know what is truly yours, then it also propels you with that knowledge to wage war to recover what is yours. Daniel chapter 9 verse 3 After Daniel have read That the 70 years of their Captivity was up He said and I set my face Unto the Lord God To seek by prayer And supplications With fastings and sackcloth And ashes So Daniel stood up In prayer and said God Now the 70 years Is up we have to go Back to what Jerusalem. So it is not enough to know something, but that knowledge should boost you to stand in prayer and pray. Hallelujah. That knowledge you have received, it should boost you up to pray. That knowledge should not cause you to weep. In the New Testament, you are a weeping Christian, you will not go anywhere. Because the book is open. So go into the book and get what is yours. First Samuel chapter 13. David and his men went to one of the cities. When they came back, the enemy have invaded Zegla. That was where David and his men were. And they have burned the cities to ashes. As the men weep, David went to the Lord and asked the Lord, should we pursue them? Will we overtake them? David knew that God can do anything. He didn't sit down there and weep and weep and weep. He did something about it. So he went to the Lord. He went to find knowledge, wisdom from God. Knowledge, inside from God. And when he went, God said, go, pursue them. You will overtake and you will recover. He didn't come and sit down. Hey. God, my wife, so 
I have three wives. They have taken them away. Hmm. God, you say we should go. We will go. Hey, when are we going? You know? hmm. Who will help me? You? Sitting there like that, you will not get anything. Some of us will cry. Hmm. If I have a father, you don't have a father. Why are you complaining that if you have a father? So do something about the fact that you don't have a father and help yourself. Hallelujah. If only my uncle was there. This my uncle, he's very wicked. You see, I've got money and he's eating. <laughs> Somebody was complaining. Hey, this my brother. Hmm. I've got money, oh. You don't take care of anybody. Eh? Look at my children. I asked her, when you were going to get pregnant, did you seek permission from your brother? You dear, when we are saying some things, you just pour the thing. Eh? When you were getting pregnant, did you seek permission to get pregnant? Then you would have factored your pregnancy into his budget. You would go and get pregnant, and you are coming to put the responsibility on him. So, first Samuel chapter 30, verse 13. When it starts from verse 8 to 15, but I want us to read verse 13 to 15. He said, And David said, after David has asked the Lord whether he should pursue them, whether he will overtake, God told him that, go, you will pursue, you will overtake them, and you will possess it. David followed after the people. And as he was going, he met one guy. And that guy gave him insight. He said, and David said unto him, unto whom belong thou, and hence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt. Seven to an Amalekite And my master left me Because three days are gone I fell sick And we made an invasion Upon the south of the Charitites And upon the Coast which belongs to Judah And upon the south of Caleb And we burned Ziglar with fire And David said To him can thou bring me Down to this company And he said Swear unto me by God that thou will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master and I will bring thee down to this company. And the guy took them. So, revelation. God have told him that when you go, you will pursue, you will overtake them. He met somebody that took him there. He didn't just sit there. When they were going, some of them said they were tired. David left them behind and followed them. When you are walking in wisdom, nobody can stop you. If you are walking in the insight of God, if people cannot go with you, you just leave them behind. So David left one third of his army behind and he went ahead. And as he went ahead, he went to take the people, he killed them, he took everything that he have lost, and he possessed their uh, property too. Hallelujah. So from tonight, as you get knowledge from the studies of God's word, and you start putting them to work, the same God that enabled David to possess his things, and he added some to him, that same God, will give you that victory you require in the name of Jesus Christ. We have learned that knowledge is power. That is one of the sayings. So you need revelation knowledge that you get from the word of God to turn your situation around. Hallelujah. 
wanting the word of God, by studying the word of God, and by getting light in the word of God does, is that it boosts our faith. It boosts our confidence in the Lord. It boosts our faith. Or it boosts our confidence in the Lord. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35. He said, cast not thy confidence. Cast not away thy confidence which have a great recompense of reward. So as you get light in the word, as you listen to exhortation, that is why when we come to church, we share testimonies. He said the testimonies that we share, they, they are the spirit of prophecy. So as you do the things those people do, you will get the same results. So as you listen to those testimonies and you apply them, you will see God at work. Hallelujah. And as you get to hear those exhortations, those testimonies, those words, those doctrines, it makes you to know that God is able to do the same thing for you. Hallelujah. Not even the same thing, much more than he has done for his people. We have shared this testimony over and over again. Pastor Saki, one of the pastors is a Greenest Chapel pastor. He said, when they married for two years, they were not having children. Then they have tried everything. It was not working. Then the wife heard somebody giving testimony that he, she went to Shiloh and where the bishops passed, he went to take sun from there and chewed it. And he said that God, that same spirit in your man, that didn't make him barren, will make me pregnant. And the same man, that lady said he, con- he conceived and gave testimony. So, Sandra too went to Nigeria when they went for Shiloh. She too went to the same place, go and pick the same son, chew it, and the same man, she got pregnant. Praise God. So, testimonies have the ability to replicate themselves. It boosts your confidence in the Lord. And as your confidence is boosted, all that you need is faith. And if your faith is at work, nothing will be impossible for you. Hallelujah. The light in the word also makes you to shine. It makes your face to shine. When I say shine, it makes you be in charge of the situations of life. So things that will kill people, things that other people will see and they are crying. You see the cat and the dog. Things that the dog will see and will be barking. The cat will just see it and wink at it and look away. So revelations, insight, any child of God that is full of the word is always shining. The devil cannot defeat you. Sometimes it will seem like for a moment that things are not working. But as you continue to commit yourself to it, God's, God will manifest himself strong. Acts chapter 6 verse 15. Bible says that when they caught Stephen, and as Stephen stood in the midst of the council, they all looked at him and his face shined like an angel. What made him shine? When you read Acts chapter 7 verse 1 to 35, he summarized the whole Old Testament in one chapter. He started from the beginning to the end. What was it? Insight in the Word. He said that when they were choosing them, 
in Acts chapter 6 verse 5 he said and the same pleased the whole multitude and they chose Stephen a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost and we know that faith works by the word he said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so it means that Stephen was a man full of the word of God so if he was full of the word of God and with that deep revelation it makes him fa- his face what shine so as a child of God as you study the word you stand against above your peers when everybody is lamenting you will be shining another man is uh, Paul full of revelation he said I know a man 40 years ago whether in the body or out of the body I know not who was taken into the third heavens so it was Paul that made us to understand that we have three categories of heavens who was taken into the third heavens and he had words that is not lawful for him to alter so when they beat him they thought he was dead the man got up shake himself and he went away revelation when you have insight you don't die by heart hallelujah once i was in the car the car was i said don't worry so far as i'm in the car the car will not get us today sit inside everybody be quiet <laughs> hallelujah everybody was looking at me then i was telling some of the students i said you see even if you die don't go to heaven with wounds so that jesus will have extra duty to heal the wounds for you so sit down quietly and die quietly say ah madam insight because i know that i won't die now i'm not dying (laughs) papa said if you think i'm dying then change your mind i'm not going anywhere (laughs) i am here i want to see my children's children and children's children why because he said his father cannot take him he saw his fourth generation 1996 the fourth generation Kenneth Hagin was in 1996 and he died 2003 so he is not dying praise God so revelation inside from the word of God makes your face what shine it makes you be in charge of the issues of life all these things that we are saying will not benefit you if you don't put it to work so putting this knowledge that you get from your studies to work is what we call wisdom some people knows the word but they don't put them to work deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 5 to 6 then deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 3 putting these words to work is what causes wisdom you know that when you pay your tithes, God will bless you. It is not enough to know. You have to do it. It is not just enough to do it. You do it with understanding. That as I give to God, God will give back to me. Hallelujah. He said, give, and I will give back to you. Good measure. Pressing down. Shaking together. Running over will I cause men to pour into your clothes. So God is not going to pour it into your pocket. He will pour it into your clothes. Your clothes are bigger than your pocket. Hallelujah. That means that as you give to God, God is going to bless you more than he gave, uh, you gave to him. So putting these things to work is what we mean by walking in wisdom. 
briefly want to look at walking in wisdom some of the things he grants us we are just taking one walking in wisdom grants us marital success so yesterday those of us who came for the marriage the couples uh, meeting we had a lot of things you don't run your marriage by the tenants of the world they will tell you so as you go if you get something bring it home if you get problem give it to your husband those are worldly system of managing our marriage but you run your marriage by the word of god that is what guarantees success hallelujah so ephesians chapter 5 verse 23 to 30 he gives us a clear-cut way of managing our marriage first peter chapter 3 verse 7 peter was telling them husbands love your wives and wives see to it that you reverence your husbands so if you are here you don't respect your husband he will beat you he will just beat you some of them there is a lady who lives in front of us hey the woman her mouth more than a sword he can insult the husband hey she will insult the husband the man too will beat me. Sometimes I'll be up there and I'll be praying. I'll say, yes, beat him. This is a bad woman. When she wakes up at dawn eh, and she is praising God, these uh, Pentecost songs that the way they, you will think Jesus is coming right now. But when this lady is insulting the husband, eh, and sometimes always he is, she insults him at night, like living there. So when she is talking, you can hear and the way she will insult this man i think about this man did you did she did this man ah. so you are here you don't respect always you have problems hallelujah you get small money nowadays those of us who are working they get small money they don't respect after all what school fees we can pay how much is school fees oh. i am doing if you don't respect, you don't treat I've realized that the way you treat your husband is the same way others will treat him. So if you don't respect your husband, nobody will respect your husband. So you treat your husband with what? Respect. Those of us who are married. Then men, you love your wives. It doesn't matter what your wife do. You love your wife. Hallelujah. You lo- love your wife. Conquerors men are not like that. You are married. Remain married. Don't go and look at anybody. You look at other girls. Ah. <laughs> I was sitting in the car beside a man. Ah, some lady was passing on the road. The man looked at them. Ladies, ah, and I was also looking at him. So you look at and when you turn, you look at me. I was looking at him. You look at me and then he couldn't turn his this is starting why. <laughs> you are married. Remain what? Married. Hallelujah love your wife again the same principle goes for the men if you dress your wife well she will be like those nice ladies outside hallelujah so those of you who are chiseled 
Yeah, can't you see? See the way this sister dress. We don't dress with math. We dress with cash. Hallelujah. Always, always this dress that you wear. Always this dress that you wear. Eh? Change the dress. You have not bought anything for him. How should he change it? Praise God. So, responsibility. Husbands, yesterday we learned so many things. So, we won't go there. Let's come to the singles. Praise God. If you are a man here, you want to marry. Work hard. Single men should be hard working. When God created Adam, he created him into a work. So, Adam was working in the garden. Don't be here and be thinking. Now there's a lot of these young men, young men are irresponsible. Somebody was telling me, he said the guy told her, I would be very stupid to marry a woman who is not working. Then I said, you are an irresponsible man. You don't want to be responsible. That's why you don't want to marry a woman who is not working. You want the woman to work and bring the money. So if you are a man here, work hard. If your wife don't even bring money as you marry, you should be able to take care of the home without complaining. I am the one paying the light bill, paying the water bill, school fees. Eh? You, you think I sit on money tree and buy this. You come to give me money for go and do my hair. What is your responsibility as a man? What makes you a man is your giving. Praise God. So as a man, the single man, be hard working. Work hard. Single women too. Nowadays you can't go and sit there, give me money to buy onion, biscuit. You will suffer. You will give. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was telling somebody, ah, I think about those women who are not working and they are pregnant. Hey, the way when I'm pregnant I eat. And everything past my eyes I buy. If I'm not working, I will die. Because you, it is well. Praise God. So as a woman, find something to do. Nowadays, you don't sit there. When we were children, they would tell us, oh, you don't learn. When you grow, somebody will come and marry you. Nowadays, it's past and gone. So, don't just find something to do that can earn you small, small things. So that you can be upon, you can stand up on your own. Most women, most young ladies are going into what they are going into because they don't have any career. They are secondary school dropouts. They are JSS dropouts. If you have the ability to go to school, go well. It is not only education. You know how to do things with your hand. Do it. One of my classmates, the father is a lecturer at tech. The mother is a seamstress. And when you go, there is a book they open the book. When you go, two weeks, come and take it. Two weeks when you go is there. And this woman have hired other people that work for her. So when you go, you don't even see that this woman have not gone to school. But the husband is a doctor or something at the university. So find something to do. Then also, especially we the women, we get into trouble. Don't let only your emotions lead you. Most of us, we look at men with our eyes. Look at a man who has potential. God says that a faithful man who can find. Nowadays, all of us, we want Abin Waha. 
We don't want the be baby. But you see, the poor men of yesterday are the ones that have what become rich today. So you see these young men that are sitting here. Give Brother Francis ten years. You'll be riding his four by four. Praise God. Then now maybe if Brother Francis come around, man down. Praise God. So don't look at people with just what your eyes. But don't marry a man who is not working. That one, let's establish it. (laughs) Don't marry a man who is not working. But don't look at the people. I want a guy who have a car, living in three bedroom apartments, leather chair, plasma TV on the wall. You will get it. You will get it at the extent of your life. Praise God. But if he's working, he's faithful. He's a child of God. A faithful son of God. You know that God will turn his situation around. Hallelujah. When we married, we are living in one room. Then we moved to two. We came to our own apartment. And small, small. As small as we have. We don't have land. We have lands. But we are teachers. Praise God. But God, that is how God does his things. We lived in that single room. Even the room, it was not for us. It was not us who rented it. It was one of pastor's friend, the wife's room. And she was traveling to UK. So pastor came back and was staying there. The rent was up. We topped it up. So we were, and we were there one day. The woman came. His son is coming from London or something. <laughs> so we should move. Praise God. And we have to look for a place. I was pregnant. Hey, I will walk around. <laughs> the guy will take me to a house. When we finish, he said he's taking nantier fee. <laughs> what is nantier fee? For him using his leg to go and show me the house. <laughs> Praise God. But today, by the grace of God, we don't have our own house. Before you get a house, you should get a land. Hallelujah. And we don't have land. We have lands. Praise God. So that same God can turn your situation around. Don't look at men, especially with the... Don't look at a man because maybe today he's poor. Tomorrow he will be rich. Is he a faithful son of God? Look at the way he talks. His talk patterns. If you find a man who is always talking about... See, when we get money... We need to eat. We need to eat. Let's eat. After all, we work for the money. So let's enjoy some more. That man, his thought pattern is not correct. So when I was uh, going to marry one of the guys we were going to church with, fellowship with Simpe, he asked me, why are you marrying this guy? What is your this thing for choosing him? I said, I look at his thought patterns and the way he thinks, I know he'll be great. He might not have all the money I need now, but tomorrow I know God will bless him. Hallelujah. So don't only let emotions follow you. Don't only let mouth sweet talks. I love you. Hush. You are the sugar in my thing. Mm. If I don't see you, I cannot sleep. But this guy is not correct. You yourself, you know he's not correct. Then you, God will change him. Let him change before he come. 
You cannot change. Oh, oh, he will change. He will change. Then you marry. He will slap you warm. You will call me. I will not sleep. So mommy, you see. You see, he's slapping me again. But when you were going, you knew. Praise God. So find a faithful man. Those of you who are here, now it have entered the church. Somebody was telling me, now, this is what the Muslims are doing, the men. They marry the church women. Say, okay, you go to church. When you give birth, the children are mine. And when you marry him, over time, they will say, okay, if you don't come to the mosque, I will marry another one and add it. So you don't want him to marry another one, then you go. So the young ladies, don't just look at money. If God blesses you with a rich man, take him. But if God blesses you with somebody who is down, stick to him, praise God. And over time, gradually, God will raise him up. I remember in Kumase, Grace Baptist Church, my best friend was there. And there was this guy who went to propose to one of the ladies in the church. They were doing a forum in church and the ladies were complaining. And nowadays, the guys in this church, they all marry from outside. And the pastor got angry. So the pastor reviewed it. And he pointed the lady, brought her forward. And since then, when we were leaving Kumasi, still the lady was grown, but she was not married. This man went to propose to her. The man have a single room, his small ghetto, only bed. He didn't have a fridge. He have cooler, uh, you know, cooler pot. So he proposed to this girl. He was following this girl every day when they go to church. Oh, sister, what I talk to you about? What are you saying? Say, so, oh, brother, I'm praying about it. And pastor told us the other time, most of us we don't pray. I'm praying about it. So one day he said, okay. This weekend, I will come and visit you. When she was going, she went with three of her friends. So they were four. When they went, there was no chair. So they sat on the bed. And the guy asked them, will you drink water? He said yes. And ah, to their amazement, the guy opened the cooler, took water, and gave to them. Hmm. Not knowing that now they have named the guy cooler. So when they entered the gate and... Grace Baptist, when you enter, there is a door there before you walk to the church. So, when the guy enter, one will say, cool, the other will say, la. And still, the guy was following these ladies. He wants a reply. And the, one of the friends came in, but that lady liked the guy. He came, he said, ah, you, are you still following my friend? He said, yes. Oh, your friend, I've been talking to her. She will not even mind me every day. I'm praying. How long will she pray? He said, ah. So you have not seen the thing. He said, what thing? He said, you, when you enter the church, one will say, cool. Then one will say, la. He said, what is the meaning of that? He said, ah, when we came to your place, you gave us water in cooler. So my friend says that, mm, 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 mm. You don't even have a chair in your room. The guy was so down. So he went to report to the pastor. And... He watched it that the moment he enters the church, you see, it's like a youth fellowship. So, one who say, and there the youth they go to church third service, eleven o'clock. So when he enter, one who say, cool, one who say, la ah. So he went to the pastor. He said, pastor, this is what is happening. The pastor says you shouldn't worry. You should find another lady. So this man find another lady, and in a short period of time, 
that time, the 1999, that time it was Rawlings that was using Land Cruiser. When you have Land Cruiser, you are rich. God bless that guy. He was just selling false shoes and things. God bless him with the foes that he had a land cruiser. She had built a house and everything. And the lady was in church. He was, she was among the people who were complaining. Eh, the men in this church, they don't marry from this church. And eh, they go and marry outside and bring the woman. And the pastor said, you come. When somebody came to propose to you, you and your friends, you were calling him cooler. So who will come again? You don't want to drink water in cooler. You want fridge. Now this man, look at him. You have all the fridges in this world. So go ahead and sit down and keep quiet and saying that they don't marry. Praise God. So please, don't be led by only what you see. Don't be led by your emotions too. Think about it. You see, the seven spirits of God, four out of the seven, they minister to our mind. That means God wants us to think. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1 to 3, he said that, he will give us the spirit of the fear of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, counsel, and knowledge, might, and the fear of the God. So, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and counsel is in your head. That means God wants you to think. So, don't just follow him like a boo. You know this guy is not correct. He he sneaks around, around, around. Then God will change him. You go and marry him. He will give you trouble. Hallelujah. Then lastly, as a single woman, one wisdom is that don't ever think of marrying an unbeliever. Hallelujah. Don't ever think. It doesn't matter how long it takes you. If you know that his Christianity is not solid, don't go in. Kenneth Hagin says, he said, if you marry an unbeliever, the devil becomes your father-in-law. And imagine the devil who is your father-in-law. He will give you problems. So he said that in the beginning of his ministry, he sworn to himself that he is never going to bless any marriage that he knows that one of them are not saved. You can go and do it anywhere. But so far as he is a pastor in that church, he will not bless it for you. If you marry an unbeliever, you make the devil your father-in-law. Even now that he's not your father-in-law, he's worrying you. How much more he is your father-in-law. Hallelujah. And scriptures exhort us. He said that, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. What concord have light and darkness? There is nothing between Jesus and Belial. So if you are here, you are believing God. God will bring a good man. Take your time. Hallelujah. Please let's be on our feet and bow down your head. You want to pray to God. That God, give me the grace to walk in the things you have taught me to know. We hope you have been blessed by the word. We would love to have you worship with us at Congress Global Ministries, located at British Sailor Society, Takrade, near the Harbour Gate. Or call us on 0243-287-958 or 0246-111-278. You are blessed.